Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast. At Snaps, Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, New Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Yo, what up, Amp? Uh, This is Snaps, a daily college football podcast that I hope you all really enjoy. If you're out there listening, I could also say what's up, YouTube, in the future, and what's up, uh, anybody listening on podcasts. I am T-Bob Bear, joined, as always, by the legend Aaron Murray, and we have a full weekend of college football to react to. What an incredible weekend it was, and it really speaks to the strength of the sport or how much we're into it. Uh, because it really was a pretty shitty slate, and yet I still had so much fun watching yep. football all weekend, and I have so many takes to spout off today. Aaron, I know you do as well. We're already disagreeing before the show. How are we feeling today? Uh, feeling good, man. I, I'm with you. Like it was, it was an awesome weekend. A lot of exciting football games, and 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 the thought of that not being even close as good as it's going to get. Like that was just an appetizer. Like that was like the second course. Yeah. Uh, from from week zero to week one, we got some teasers, some really good football, but it's interesting. The the transfer portal is we we always thought like the rich would get richer. I do think you're seeing more quality football teams out there because less teams are re- relying on having to 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 have essentially freshmen come in there and possibly produce. That's Even true. like mid tier teams That's can true. go into the portal and and get more veteran guys that can come and play right away. 
and fill certain holes. So I do think overall quality of football from, from lower tier to mid tier to obviously the, the best of the best is going to make more competitive games as we go through the season. I think we got a little bit of a taste of that this, uh, this past weekend. Yeah. Let's be clear. Uh, college football, as we know, it is not dead and will no. not die now. Now on, on now things are going to shift dramatically. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, We'll have the Uber conference. We'll have NFL light, but like, you're still going to have Wyoming, Texas tech, right? If you want to be nerdy about it, like if you want to go that deep, if you care about it that much, you can still go watch Texas tech fight for their life only to lose in Laramie on a two point conversion in the second overtime. It was fucking awesome. Wisconsin mm -hmm. or Wyoming's end zones are so good. All right. Uh, okay. On today's show. Man, so if Saturday we did kind of a full day recap. Um, today's show, we'll talk LSU, FSU. Uh, you know, was it more about LSU being bad, FSU being good? Question a lot of people are asking. We'll dive into Colorado because without a doubt, they are the story of week one. Uh, as we try to discern, okay, where how good do you think they are? Like, we know they're not bad, but where's yep. the stealing? How far is that adjusted? And then, Aaron, how much tape have you watched so far? Because unfortunately – the Sunday game, you know, I try to, and I'm gone all Saturday. I try to like really be there with the family on Sunday. And then yep. I just got in the morning. You're like, I haven't gotten to watch any tape yet from this week. I'm a neglectful Only father. I just watched college football weekend. So yes, even uh, on Sunday. No. So like Sunday I spent with the kids, like what I did last okay. night was just, I, I, I just destroyed film as I was watching the FSU LSU game. Like I probably got okay. four or five games in um, watching that one. It's just so easy when I have the, I could put up the coach's copy on my iPad and just go real fast. So, uh, so I, uh, got a few, I got a few left, but I'm in a good spot. So what the point of me uh, saying all that is that Aaron's going to give us some tape takes today. Okay. So he will give you his uh, view of guys like Quinn Ewers, Jalen Milrow, JJ McCarthy. Were they as bad as some are saying? Were they better than some are saying? Uh, you'll have to wait to find out. And then we'll talk maybe a little bit of Clemson at the end. I think they're in a very interesting spot now. FSU, actually the ACC as a whole kind of big dick in college football, but FSU especially last night. Saying, ACC hey, dog, in the Pac-12. I what mean, up? what a yeah, weekend for both those conferences. Yes. I mean, yes. not the Big Ten, nope. not the SEC. We were talking about nope. the Pac-12 and the ACC uh, after this weekend. Um, yeah, God, see, now that's a little quirk. That's a good quirky college football right there. Anyway, good stuff. Uh, so we'll touch a little Clemson at the end right now, though. Let's start with last night, the top 10 match of the game that we all thought was going to be incredible. And in the first half looked like it was, you know, 17, yeah. 14 trading blows. And then Florida state came out there and said, ha ha, fuck this shit. We're done playing around 31 unanswered for the Knowles in the second <sighs> half and LSU quits. Um, yeah. if the base question is, was this more about bad LSU or good FSU? First and foremost, let's be painfully clear about this. This is way more about Florida State being good. We yep. told you coming into the season, I, I I told you about the pro football focus season preview recently, which had Jordan Travis winning the Heisman, Jared first winning the Nagurski, Mike Norvell winning coach of the year, top 10 O-line group, top 10 D-line group, top 10 receivers, top 10 secondary, best running back prospect in the NFL. Like, yeah. So we knew they were fucking loaded. And what you saw yesterday was a team that is loaded and coached very well. I thought Mike Norvell and his staff ran circles around Brian Kelly and company. Yep. I, the only reason I had FSU out of my playoff spot is because I thought I thought they won. Honestly, they would lose last night, and then they would lose one to Clemson. You know, like I talked about, possibly that first one to Clemson, and they get revenge. They still win the ACC, 
but an 11 and two team wasn't going to be able to get into the playoffs. But now the fact that they beat LSU had that huge resume builder as number five team in the country. We talked about like one team was essentially going to be knocked out of the playoff race last night. Mm -hmm. It looked like LSU doesn't look like it. it is LSU at the moment, especially the fact that they have to go through the SEC West. Even if they won it, then they got to beat Georgia and Atlanta. So LSU, T-Bob, sorry, uh, doesn't look like the playoffs are going to happen this season, unfortunately yeah. for you guys. But FSU, with their schedule, they should be everyone's favorite coming out of the ACC or one of the best teams could be mm -hmm. in the Final Four. So I agree with you. Like This, to me, is more of FSU flexing their muscles, Jordan Travis flexing their muscles, Norvell demonstrating what you can do in the portal. I mean, what were the two biggest wins this weekend? Colorado, who mm -hmm. completely transformed their football team through the portal, and yep. Mike Norvell, who kicked ass in the portal too. And and, and, and listen, Brian yeah. Kelly did, and he brought some guys in, but not to the extent that Florida State did. Florida State brought in some dogs on that football team. Ke uh, Keon, Keon Coleman, Coleman dude, we an absolute about. stud. Jaheim Bell obviously made some big time yeah. catches. Keon Woo. Coleman, uh, yeah, well, and and even Gene Bell when they just uh, Jake was kind of flabbergasted by the show this morning. They put him in the backfield for these yep. two back looks, and LSU just couldn't. They didn't know what to do. It broke their brain. Yep. No, Keon Coleman though, uh, Aaron, an Opelousas, Louisiana native, didn't mm. get offered by LSU at a high school. Goes to Michigan State, becomes their lead receiver, uh, enters the portal. Didn't get offered by LSU in the portal. Why? Because LSU already thought they had all the receivers. Keon Coleman took that shit personally. Said, nah, fam, nine catches, 122 yards, three scores. His, um, there's a really good article from Ross Dellinger, uh, talking about talking to his mother at the stadium, and she was crying like tears of joy. But, but so much of it was about like the hometown team just constantly told him no, and he finally got to square up with him and he taught him a fucking lesson. And that's yeah, a storyline. I don't care who you cheer for. Like, that's like an easy human storyline to get behind and, and to celebrate. I also don't want to freak out on LSU either. Like, I don't want to just all of a sudden say, oh, LSU isn't good enough to win the West. I mean, if they play like they did last night, then yes, they, they, their chances of beating uh, A&M and Ole Miss and, and obviously Alabama going to Tuscaloosa significantly go down. But this is still a really good football team. Jane Daniels is a very good quarterback. The receivers are very talented. Uh, I think there's some issues, obviously, on the on the back end. Uh, you got to find a way to, to get Harold Perkins playing more like Carol Perkins last year. Bro, bro. And I actually have LSU this weekend, so I'm really interested to talk to the staff about it this week, about what can you do to get Harold Perkins playing fast. Uh, you get Mason Smith back going forward. So LSU is going to be in the thick of it to win the SEC West still. So like, don't I, – I know there's a bunch of LSU fans all of a sudden freaking out, saying that you know we're going to go backwards and we're going to be an A and 4 team this year. This is still my favorite to win the SEC West. Eight, eight and four is an overreaction. Um, I think they feel like a nine and three team, which is good. You know, you get the 10 wins of the bowl game uh, and, and nine and three puts you in the thick of it, right? Like if you just change one of those games, then, okay, then all of a sudden you can win the West if, if you manage to go 10 and two, but they feel like a nine and three team to me. I think, um, I think the problem is is that the expectation LSU fans had been sold and 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 bought into was that they were a championship level team. Yep. Florida State looked like a champ, and 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 like we talked about with Georgia, right? Like when I nitpick or criticize Georgia, these are critiques that for other teams would would we we would be praising them if they did these yep. same things. But when 
your bar for expectation is so high. Yeah. Little things take on larger importance. Right. And so nine and three for a lot of teams would be freaking awesome. But when we spend all off season talking about LSU should be favored to win the West, we think they're a legitimate playoff of Jay, Jay Daniels, a legitimate Heisman candidate. And then what happens last night happens. Um, that's obviously going to be sorely disappointing. Uh, but again, this is not about LSU. This is more about FSU. Well, I think, I think well, you also said something too. This was months ago when we were kind of previewing LSU at, at times. And you just, I think you had the feeling a lot of LSU fans did as well of everything is there for you. If not this year, then when was kind of, I think, kind of what you were thinking. You got the quarterback, like lining up. Yeah. you got the receivers, you got the offensive line, you got the the linebacker and the defensive tackle and, and, and the majority of the, like the secondary is an issue. But the, fir- the first two levels are going to be really dominant, especially when Mason Smith comes back. So the, the the like Wingo was phenomenal last night. Yeah, so was great. the big talk was if not this year, when I still think I still am a believer in Brian Kelly. Like he got out coached yeah. last night. He did. He got out coached last night. It happens. The be- the best still get out coached from time to time. Mm-hmm. I still believe this 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 program is on the right trajectory going forward with him as head coach. I mean, yeah, bro. I mean, look, nobody yeah. <laughs> nobody's trying to burn it all down, but. It, it was uh, surprising, I would say, <clears throat> to enter this game, and we knew the secondary against the FSU weapons was the obvious weakness. And well, lo and behold, um, it, it, like it was the only advantage on paper to be found, and it ended up being like the main uh, difference in the game statistically. As Keon Coleman, we mentioned him, nine catches, one hundred twenty-two, three tuds. Uh, Johnny Wilson, seven catches for one hundred and four yards. Um, but I think where I was dead wrong. Because I think a lot of my concerns pre this game were validated. I felt like LSU fans didn't believe in Florida State. Uh, I felt like every reason I had to think that Jaden Daniels improved, Jordan Travis had as well, only he actually had like a better foundation upon mm-hmm. which to build that improvement. So like the only thing that I feel like I was dead wrong on here was I thought if all things were relatively equal, that it would be the Brian Kelly element that would have tipped the scales in LSU's favor. And instead, it was the complete inverse. Mike Norvell tipped the scales in FSU's favor. And 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 to me, how do you have two teams that when you look at the box score, the stats are relatively even, right? Um, but the score is not. How does that happen? Situational football. Yep. Situational football goes directly to coaching. And I look at third down. Just the third down statistic is an excellent way to judge who's out scheming, who's executing at a higher level, who's making the plays when it matters most. LSU, 3 of 10 on third down, 0 of 3 on fourth down. FSU, 9 of 14 on third down, 1 of 1 on fourth down. And we're talking some long third down conversions as well. And you know what else was an interesting thing that developed over this weekend, Aaron? These games go fast now. You wouldn't know it because it's a million fucking commercial breaks. So just imagine this. They just sold more commercials. Who would have guessed? But these games go fast now, and possessions are even more precious than they mm-hmm. were before. So when you go to the red zone twice and you don't get out of the fourth down, and turn, you know, two turnovers downs, fumble punt, like that that's just losing bad coached football, whereas Florida State was nearly perfect when they had to be. Yeah, and, and, and it goes to time of possession too, and I'm not as big on time of possession as – maybe 10 years ago because a lot of these offenses are so up-tempo and they can score so fast where it's not a big deal. But when you couple that with the third down inefficiencies, 
Florida State had the ball for 35 minutes compared to, to LSU's 25 minutes. Yeah. 10 more minutes of possession time yeah, in well, that football game. Yeah, they just beat that. Well, I think you started the show off by saying, like, LSU quit in the fourth yeah, quarter. They, they, they started getting just – FSU was feeling it. They were low in the shoulder, and LSU was just taking it like a little bitch. Yeah, right? like, the, I mean, they, they I, hate, I hate it. They but just said whatever. Just, I mean, that was – like, to me, that was – I wouldn't think second year with Brian Kelly, I, I was going to see a team like LSU quit in the second half. Yeah. In the first game of the season. But I think I felt like I saw a team quit in the first well, game of the season. And 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 that's I think uh that's where LSU fans are so fired up today is second half like second half adjustments. Now now the halftime speech is a bit of a myth, but second half adjustments are not, right? Like in-game yeah. adjustments are not. And that's yet another very objectively clear reason that Norvell and his staff dominated Kelly and his is yep. that you came out of half. And last year was the opposite. Last year, LSU came out of half and looked way stronger. Matt House figured mm -hmm. out how to stop Jordan Travis. I think they were like nine and 10 in the first half last year. And then like one to seven, maybe on third down this year, uh, uh, not the case. LSU came out and it just looked like, I mean, and, and it's so funny because the second half was so astronomically dominant for Florida state that you forget that LSU actually battled back to somehow have a lead at half, despite all yeah. the bad. And Florida State wasn't, but but Florida State wasn't phased. They said, fuck it, we're moving the ball. Like, we're fine. Like, we are fine. They're kind of getting lucky. And, well, they went out and proved as they bully 31 mm. unanswered for the Seminoles. Flexing in Camp and World Stadium in front of the home crowd, 31 unanswered, saying, God. fuck you, SEC. Fuck you, LSU. We're taking this. This is our year. FSU officially back. Have you seen their schedule too for Florida State going forward? Uh, Southern Miss, Boston College. I mean, you're at Clemson. That's the big doozy. Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Duke, Wake Forest, Pitt, Miami, North Alabama, Florida. Yeah. I mean, bro, they're 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 gonna win. They're gonna. They, they the only the team that team, could maybe. beat is Clemson. That could be personnel for personnel. It's it's now if Florida State can they handle the expectation because after this weekend, mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if they're a top five team in America. Expectations are going to be sky high. Can they handle those expectations? Is going to be the key. But you know who can handle handle you know who can't handle expectations. First off, badly coached teams, and I'll say yeah. that I feel like the last year and a half or a year, maybe whatever you want to call it, wherever you want to start, never like I I, I feel like I'm. I'm I will give Mike Norville credit there, but maybe even more importantly, um, rooms that can't handle teams that can't handle expectations are generally young and generally yeah. lack in leadership. Now they they got a lot of talent, so maybe they like luck into some big win, and all of a sudden, like, oh my god, this team should be so good. But this team is neither young nor do they lack in leadership. Like Dude, Jordan Travis line is like all twenty two to twenty four yeah. years old. Yeah, exactly. They're all junior seniors, and that's yeah. really extends to the entire team pretty much. And yeah. so, no, 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 no. This is a team where last night just was their coming out party. Like yeah, this I team agree. is not about to take anybody lightly and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and trip up against anyone. I, I really believe that in my soul. So yep. credit FSU, man, this was like, I know Colorado statement is the headline of the weekend and it should be, but in a lot of ways, this was just as much of a statement weekend, if not more for FSU football, yep. officially, officially stamping uh, their passport as being back certified back Florida state. hundred percent, hundred percent. Chop, 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 chop. Oh, uh, I will say this. I will say this. Um, 
I am going to be filing uh, litigation against Matt House, though, the LSU defensive coordinator, as Harold Perkins dropped into coverage 28 times last night and rushed the passer oh. seven. Um, that is football malpractice. And this is what I don't understand. These coaches are going to forget more football than I'll ever know. You know, I'm just some chubby college lineman that wants to make dick jokes and spout sports takes. You know, I'm just trying to elicit a couple chuckles. How the fuck do you ever go through an entire football camp where I've, I've now the only film I have watched is some of Perkins dropping into coverage. He was awful in coverage. Yeah. How are you going to convince me that you went through an entire camp and thought that was the best way to use that man as football malpractice. Like, I like what I'm saying. When you know mm -hmm. that much football, how is that possible? Aaron Murray? I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I mind blown, mind blown <laughs> that you're going to take the best player on the field and put him into in a position where he, he feels like a robot and not an athlete. Crazy. Uh, I mean, Brum, Brum said this before our show last night and then someone else in the, in, in the chat said it as well. He's Micah Parsons. Yeah. Built like him, looks like him. What does he do? Rushes the passer, see ball, go get ball. That's Harold Perkins, 2.0. Yeah. Go be Micah. Yeah. Just just I, attack. Don't think, just go. And last night you saw a guy that was thinking, trying to play perfect because he wants to put good, he wants to put the tape on for the coaches to show them that, hey, you know, I've 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 taken all the training that I've done over the spring and summer and fall camp, and I can truly be a linebacker. Well, maybe you can. But right now, when you're just trying to win football games, you be the best player you can be, which is you here, being outside rushing the damn quarterback. But here's the problem. Linebackers don't even get paid like pass rushers. Yeah. Like, I what know. the fuck are we doing? Like, like if you want to, like, why do you want to be on the inside? Make your life uh, easy. Just go yes. attack. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products, 
that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's it. Uh, Let's move on to Colorado, who, again, they are the story of the weekend. The Colorado Buffaloes, Coach Prime, we talked about it a ton on Saturday. Uh, Obviously, Coach Prime can coach. If anybody thought that he couldn't, he can motivate. Um... They they appear to have not one, but two legitimate Heisman candidates. Again, I think what blew me and Aaron away more than anything was probably the, well, three things. First, the quality of Shadur Sanders, which you're really about to dive into. Uh, the the just otherworldly nature of Travis Hunter. But then maybe most of all, most impressively, for putting together this team in about six months, the execution and discipline in nearly every phase of the game for that Colorado Buffalo team just speaks to Prime's ability to coach. That said, Aaron, you beat a TCU team that some are unsure about how they'll be. I think TCU's going to be fine. Not like winning the Big 12 or anything, but I think they're no. not going to be bad. They're, they're, they're still a pretty good team. Uh, how good is Colorado really? That's the question now, right? Like, are they on the level of a USC, uh, Oregon? Oregon State looked really good this weekend. Are they, are they more middle of the pack? Where? How, how do you feel about this Colorado Buffaloes? I think now? they're still more middle of the pack. I think we'll learn a little bit more about them this weekend. Because I think the question is still going to be, for me, the physicality in which they can play. And, and I thought the offense line did a pretty good job this past weekend. But they, were, they faced a lot of drop eight. So, I mean, for, for, mm-hmm. TCU was only rushing three the majority of the time. And, and you and I talked about it after Nebraska's game on Thursday night. The one thing that did impress us both was the way in which Nebraska's defense played. And starting with the front four, they got after the quarterback. They yeah. stopped the run. So... If 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 I do want to consider Colorado a a contender to maybe upset a USC or an Oregon or an Oregon State or a Washington, because I still don't know if they have all the pieces to to win the conference, but can they at least upset one, if not two of those teams? I think the question still needs to be answered. Can they dominate at the line of scrimmage? And I think this is the perfect test this weekend. If they go out there and have a game in which the offense line does hold up versus Nebraska. Because they they check off all the other boxes like quarterback elite and and I think Colin had a great post about this today where he he hit up a couple of NFL execs asking about Shadir Shadir and and they said yeah this guy has everything you want to be a potential first round quarterback so you got like we're not crazy what everything we said we're not Saturday, crazy the accuracy NFL the scout said this legit. yeah, yeah. The, the 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 movement the the touch on the football so you got a really good quarterback you have really good receivers you have a, a pretty good secondary. You have a corner that can shut off half the field. Mm-hmm. 
it's stopping the run, which they struggle with at times. Mm -hmm. And can they protect against a more dominant defense line that's going to show you a little bit more four down and not as much, you know, just rushing three, dropping eight? Yeah, that, so that's the it, final piece that if they get to answered this weekend, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, they they may be able to compete with some of those bigger boys. It's 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 so we're, we're feeling pretty similar than here, Aaron, because I too was like, you know, I don't know if I can yet just say that I expect him to be on like no. the USC, Oregon, Oregon State level, but credit to them, I do feel like I'd take them over Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA, Arizona, bowl team. UCLA look pretty they're good, yeah, team. like yeah, they're both they're team. going bowling. So so. But, 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 but Shadur Sanders is the X factor here. He yep. is so good and looked so dominant in his decision-making and accuracy on Saturday, his ability to manipulate the pocket, everything we talked about. Mm -hmm. When you have a first-round talent at that position, you could do astronomical things. Yeah. I mean, it's the most important position of the football field. A, a, a quarterback can be a force multiplier of good, right? Where, like, the quarterback getting two times better makes the team three times better or four times better. Mm -hmm. And, and so I'm not shutting the door on them, not breaking in that top tier. Like, I think maybe they are, they might be that good because from where I sit, yeah. you have a quarterback that is as good as any in the country. You have weapons that are solid enough and he's going to know how to take advantage of those weapons. And, and I think you have an O-line that can, can protect them. So I'm kind of with you. That's, that, that, that is the yep. hang up there. How, how will yep. the O-line be? And, 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 and the defense will probably lose you a game. You know, I'm giving the defense a little bit of free pass because that was a hot game on Saturday, long game. They were okay early on. They kind of wore down by the end. But Shooter Sanders changes everything. Yep. And then obviously yep. Travis Hunter, but mainly because he plays quarterback. Like Shooter Sanders actually makes you relevant to – to potentially uh, just be among those best teams. Like you said, knock off one of those best teams. Travis Hunter doesn't need to practice. Doesn't need to practice. <laughs> I mean, I guess you maybe practice a little bit just to keep up some sort of conditioning, but you you keep him healthy and he's just going to walk through. Like he, he is someone that he, I don't even know if he needs to practice. He's just that good. Did he's he just so that good. He needs to work on the jugs a little bit. Hands were a little bit questionable at times. Got a couple drops. The interception should have been another. Should have had two picks. But he's well, someone that okay. you just say. Yeah, yeah. But he also, but he also did. Well, this goes know, what we third, talked about earlier. When you're third, that elite. 15, he gets he that elite. Losses that guy. Yeah, yeah, I guess I you're right. Yeah, but yeah, when you're that elite, we could be a little bit nitpicky. Just a little bit you're nitpicky. Right, you're just right, a little right, bit. Right. A little bit. We can't, we can't crown him god of college football just yet after one game. So we have to kind of knock him down a little bit, make sure he stays humble heading into the rest of the season. Uh, they're a team where you look at their schedule, they should be 3-0. and They should yeah. beat Nebraska. Mm -hmm. They should beat Colorado State, and they get them both at home. That place is going to be bonkers. When's the last time that we've seen Boulder, Colorado on a Saturday, big noon kickoff, and that place is going to be shaking? I don't think I've ever. Ever. Uh, Ever. I, well, I mean, no. I mean, because when Nebraska, Colorado would have been good, Aaron, when what? We were like one, two years old. Yeah. So, no, I don't think I've ever seen it uh, in our lifetime, at least. 34 now. Prime. Prime. You know who, like, like so I see seven. You think Prime wants to do, do should, should, should LSU fire Brian Kelly and hire Prime? I mean, it's, you know, people are talking to he, the only part, he ain't going to leave after this year because Travis can't leave. And I, and what, what is Shadir? Shadir's a, what year is he? Uh, junior. 
right? He's played two years okay. at Jackson State. So, so he, I mean, depending on the NFL draft, I mean, I think he's a first round talent. So I think he go, but he ain't going to leave Travis high and dry. And Travis already uses one free free pass. Yeah, I don't think. Look, I no no no. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm joking. I don't think. I think. I think yeah. Dion may chill at Colorado for a bit, right? I mean, he he seems to actually. Well, if, love they, if it. they're the best, he may be the best team in the Big Twelve. Heading into next yeah, season, how it looks today? He yeah, building, heading into next year, true. Heading next year because he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna re up that football team. Well, he's gonna get a lot of first picks in the portal. He's gonna, they're gonna put together a better recruiting class going forward. You know what? They're not getting enough credit for, and it's a bit interesting. And uh, maybe this is a bit uh, out of line for me, uh, but the Tom Luganville take about them maybe having uh, the worst lines in the country, right? When he texted you about that take, and that's why I'm saying this out of line, because I am bringing a personal message a bit on there. Uh, but when he texted you about the line, one of his critiques was like, they're taking guys from like Maine and UMass, you know, like naming all these small schools, right? Being yeah. like, yeah, they got guys, but look at like, they're getting guys from all these other schools. Their scout, if that O-line proves to be as solid as it looks Saturday, that and, and then it kind of extends the rest of the team. That scouting department deserves a lot of credit yeah. because they they took guys that other people had undervalued, not seen the talent in, and then are now getting the most out of them. And the one thing that Dion didn't really have thus far in Colorado was the traditional recruiting was not really hitting. Like, according yeah. to all the recruiting guys, it was one of the big points. Well, that's going to start hitting immediately. Travis Hunter, I just read, gained 75,000 uh, followers on Instagram over the weekend. Did nice you little, see... Did you did you see ETN the the running back for uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars tweet at his brother running back for Florida? Maybe you should go look at transferring to Colorado. Wow! Yeah, how about that no. shit? Like, how disrespectful is that? I did see a meme. I can't remember. When you got guys in the NFL saying, "Hey, maybe you should go to uh, go check out Prime." Like the amount of juice that that coach is bringing. Which is why I said, I, well, and Napier at this I'm point is like the inverse think, prime, no juice for Nape. I think Hugh is Hugh Freeze at, at at Auburn is is gonna do his his thing, but I I still think there's Bro, some you fans. fucking need to let go of prime to Auburn. It's an awful oh, thing compared to Freeze at Auburn. No. I would it would work. Imagine, I'm not saying it would work. It would have kicked ass. Yes, of course it would work anywhere. anywhere. Whatever. Who would you take but, right now if you're Auburn? If you had a, if you had a redo right now, if you had a redo. Who are you taking as head coach? Auburn's taking Hugh Freeze 10 out of 10 times. Mm. Bro, they love Who Hugh Freeze. Who are you taking right now if you had a pick? Um, I I would take Prime. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I would take Prime, but that's not, that's not, it still doesn't change it to me, but I'm not Auburn. Like, like I can't even put myself in Auburn's headspace. They're fucking weird, man. We talk about it all the time. They're, where, they're where, zealots. Where they have a belief that you cannot list. stomp out and 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 Hugh Freeze is the perfect person to lead that army of believers. Who are you where are you putting Prime right now? I'm not talking about I'm not putting him on like the GOAT. I'm not talking about championships or him versus Saban or Kirby, but on the list of coaches, if you're building a team, is he a top five coach that you want on your football team right now? Or are we just blowing this up after one win too much? I mean, I don't want to be... Well, it's not just one week, though. That's the other thing they want to be clear about. That's and true, that's what Prime true. was basically talking about. Everybody's fucking hand-waving away. He was dominant at Jackson State. 
like yeah. dominant. And they think it's just because he had advantages that other coaches didn't have. No, it's because he can coach fucking football. Yeah. And he can motivate. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, top 10, you yeah. know, moving towards the top five, like my season's in, I guess, is, is where I'd probably land. But it's a, it, look, it was, it was, it was, uh, so it, it was as impressive as a week one in the power five as you could have possibly had. Yep. For Dion and company. And it was yeah. all electric, dude. The post-game interviews. You know, actually, you know what I did want to correct, though? No love for Shiloh Sanders. Led the team in tackles. Ten tackles for Dion's other son. Fucking quarterbacks, <laughs> man. It's all anybody oh, wants to talk about. Damn right. quarterbacks. What do you think Shiloh's thinking? In the post-game interview, Dion's saying, this is my son to Shadur, and this is my other son to Travis Hunter. And Shiloh's like, what the fuck, uh, man? I'm right yeah. here too. Ten, ten, ten total tackles. Ten total. That's, yeah. that's all. I was saying, hell of a night for the Sanders family, man. Hell of a day. Big noon kickoff. Shout out Fox. Hell of a yeah. big noon kickoff too. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, good win for Fox uh, last week. Good win for Fox. Big L for CBS. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh my god. Rutgers Northwestern. Speaking of Mount, well, they Ohio State though. They don't Ohio State. Indiana. Yeah, I know. And, it, and 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 Gary Danielson just sounded uh so fucking sad. sad. So fucking so sad, sad calling it. It um speaking of malpractice, it's business malpractice how how everything went down with with CBS and the SEC. Like I yeah. and granted, maybe it was always out of control because like ESPN and the SEC always wanted to be together because they were already together yep. in so many different ways. But sheesh, feels like such a downgrade here early on. Um even though, hey, SEC kind of sucks, do they? No, no. I mean, just the ACC. I don't know, dude. The ACC put it on him this weekend, dude. All right, let's get to some tape takes. Aaron Murray, like you said, has been diving into the film. We'll go through some of the big teams. Um, I'll give you my surface level take, and then Aaron can give you the the you know what what his eyes reveal because I think they're going to yep. be at odds a lot of times because I'm more like the common man here who flips on and sees what's going on like this guy fucking sucks with, after with, like with one two beers, play. double fist. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like fuck, this guy's off. Uh, so with that in mind, to me, Texas <sighs> looked more like Texas. Uh, mm. I think Bama's going to dominate them this weekend. Nope. I think I think. I think when you looked at the difference of size in player, like the difference of the quality of the player between Texas and Rice, the fact that that was 10 to three that late in the second quarter boggles my mind. I do not think Quinn Ewers is that guy. And after week one, I am feeling as good as ever about Texas being ass. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually about to send you a bet after this to give me Texas, uh, two bets, give me the seven and a half. And then I'm even going to get a little juicy too. And I'm gonna put them on the money line. I think Texas is going to win the football game. Uh, I, I, I was watching the game Saturday as I was getting prepped for in the booth for, for my game for Georgia. And then I went back and watched it last night just to kind of get a better feel of, of Quinn yours and, and his game. Dude, he was awesome. I thought he was really good. Like the deep ball accuracy was a little bit problem at times. Like he was, I think, over three and, and shit, just underthrown a little bit. It wasn't a problem. He threw one out of bounds. One was underthrown. Like it, it wasn't good, was it? That's a problem that could be fixed. It's three. Okay. I think we all we look at the bad before we look at the good. And I thought the good was elite good. Like his timing and anticipation. I think I tweeted this last night. There was six to eight throws that the ball was out and the receiver was even close. 
to the top of the route. And I think one was actually kind of funny. It was a stick route from the tight end. I saw this one live. Hits the tight end right square in the damn helmet. Yeah, and I you used know that what? tweet to make fun of Texas on uh, Saturday. You know what? Coach Andy Reid always told us in practice, hit those, he didn't say motherfuckers, but hit those dudes in the helmet. Because guess what? They're going to learn that they better be on your timing. And when you're ready to rip it, they better get to the top of their route and they better rip that head around. Okay. Because Quinn Ewers throws with timing and anticipation, and it was okay. awesome to see. Deep outs, uh, 12-yard comebacks, that stick right, right there. So he's teaching those guys, guys, I'm going to hit my back step. I'm going to get my hitch. That ball's coming now, so you better be ready to go. So guys need to elevate their game to the way in which he plays the quarterback position. So I was highly impressed. Like I said, I, I walked away saying deep ball accuracy was the only glaring thing for me. He was just late. That was it. He was just late. Needs to take off one hitch and just let it. That was the only time he actually wasn't anticipating as well as I would have liked him to anticipate. But other than that, I was big time impressed with Quinn Ewers in control of the football, doing his thing. Um, offensive line was a little soft at times. That that was a little suspect going against an Alabama defense this weekend. That's going to be a little tough. But overall, like I said, I walked away saying I'm betting fucking Texas this weekend. Give me the seven okay. and a half. I mean, look, you, there's no greater belief than the belief proven by a man's wallet. So this is not bullshit. Uh, Aaron is actually feeling him some Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Look, I, uh, you, I've not gotten to watch tape yet. Uh, I'll just say that every time I looked at the Texas game, Texas was fucking something up and rice looked like 12 year olds compared to them. Uh, so we going to see, you don't think so? Like, no, I didn't. Rice, no, looked, did. rice looked so tiny. Team looked no names so on the back compared. of their jersey. Wait, what? Yes. I said, all these, I mean, Alabama versus Middle Tennessee. I mean, you weren't bitching when Alabama was only up 14 points midway through the second quarter. Oh, uh, duh, because I've seen fucking Nick Saban win like 17 national championships. I've never even seen Sark win 10 games. The, 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 the best, four of the best teams in America this weekend. It wasn't the smoothest of starts. No. I'll say that for a lot no. of them. It just it is what it is. First game of the season, you have to really look at that. To me, that's when the tape's more important than ever because you get got to see like was it all bad or were there enough good to say okay we saw a lot of good stuff. It's week one. We you got the win. Let's move on. And then look at the second half for Texas. They came out scored twenty one points there in the third quarter. So like yeah. a little bit of rocky start, which we saw all across the country. They were able to muster it up and just dominate in the second half. I think Texas is 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 going to be fine this weekend. That's fair. I'm probably, I mean, that's actually a great take. I'm probably guilty of putting too much uh, on just what was a bad first impression yes. from the Longhorns. Um, oh, wait, and, and, you no, already, and you already went into it fucking hating Texas anyway. So I don't, no, 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 were, no, no. You no, were no, looking no, to no, reaffirm no, your hate no, of no, Texas. No. So as soon as you saw any okay, okay, of law, okay. you're like, let me jump on that like a hungry tiger. Well, let's be clear. The bias sword cuts both ways. And you are also looking to reaffirm your Texas love, sure. your Sark yeah. love, and your Quinn Ewers love. So this can all be true. <laughs> um, very good I, I, I just think that, Touché. yeah, I just, I don't Touché. know. Dude, Texas is just Touché. soft, man. And look, I cheer for a soft team, so I would know. I cheer for the yeah. paper Tigers. Um, next on the list, Alabama, who Alabama. is interesting because, like you said, they kind of had a – a rocky start as well, but I don't care. It wasn't like, really rocky. Really it was weird. Like, I mean, watching the tape, like it, it was, they were playing. Think, really by the way, this well. is a game that I watched points. the least. I don't have a great take but, I mean, on this Alabama get, game like, yet. Like, 
and this is one of the games where like even Ohio State I'm watching and I'm like man they're like they're moving the ball the quarterback looks good at times same thing with Alabama same thing with Michigan but I don't know if it's just because of the new rule changes there's less possessions teams aren't just scoring as much or as fast as, as last year I don't, I don't know we'll, we'll continue to monitor that but um, I will say this one thing I mean Jalen Milrow is a help he's an elite athlete there's no doubt about that like yeah. we knew that but the fumble pick up and then run and score the touchdown you're like Shh. You want to talk about looking like middle school kids? Middle Tennessee huh. was balancing off him like they're a bunch of sixth graders trying to tackle him. Like, well, I mean, you know, he'll do that to Texas as well, though. Is the thing? I don't know. Like, Those guys were like scared as shit. It's well, I mean, bad. yeah. Ex- look, I, I'll, 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 I'll be because look, Texas defense was dominant in this game last year against Alabama. Like they were great. Oh, they were. They were Bryce Young's ass the entire game. Uh, I thought that. Alabama was lucky to get out of Austin with a win last year. It was just Bryce Young finding ways to do Bryce Young things. But again, Alabama this year has this. So here's what it is. If you're going to have Jalen Milrow as your quarterback, your team as an identity just has to take on an identity of toughness, right? Yep, of, sl- of, of of punching people and and winning fights with just, you know, in the mud, fucking punching each other in the face. I don't think Texas likes that. I think Texas actually liked a bit better when Alabama was trying to be a bit more, more finesse. finesse and yep. having a bit of Bryce Young. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Texas wants those fucking fists. Well, we're going to find but out maybe, this weekend. Maybe, That's for sure. Maybe Jalen Milrow's not that good, I'm so not, I don't know. Yeah, I think there were some moments where you talk about Jalen Milrow having some throws that were kind of suspect. Um, he, I, I, Heading into the season, what do we say the concern with Jalen Milrow was turning the football over? He wasn't going to turn the ball over against Middle Tennessee, but he did last year. He did in the spring game. So all of a sudden, we're just going to say, "Oh my God!" One game of him not throwing interception, and he's he's cured against Middle well, Tennessee. Uh, I don't know I if mean, I can believe that yet. I no, but I, I would. That. No, no, no. But well, okay, but how would you respond to this? Just play devil's advocate here. There's no way he's winning that started job if he's turned over during camp. Unless, unless, unless Ty Simpson just. I mean, Ty Simpson was like, the, I Simpson was like really turns it over. <laughs> you know, I was, I was shocked. T Bob, I'm watching it last night. I had a text Cole, who Cole Kublik's on the, um, you know, he was on the broadcast for the game. I didn't realize it, but Ty was the third quarterback to come in. Buckner came in second. I'm like, watch this. Like, okay, you know, they're up. It's time to see Ty Simpson. And all of a sudden Buckner comes out. I'm like, yeah. And I asked, I asked Cole about that. I was like, what, what the hell? Why isn't Ty to? And, he just hasn't grasped the full offense yet. And Buckner, obviously, has been in it a little bit more. He was going to be too. So I think more than anything, Ty Simpson, to me, from from that alone, kind of tells me that he just had a horrendous who you think Who do you think Ty Simpson is going to be playing football for next year? Who would be in the market for a quarterback? Huh. Auburn? Oh, maybe so. Maybe, yeah. uh, uh, maybe so. Hey, yeah. Auburn, two-quarterback system. How about it, dude? Hey, I'll be asked for it. Right to take. Isaiah yeah, Bond looked really good. Okay. Alabama's been missing that that home run threat for a couple of years now. I thought he looked more confident, elite speed, which is still hard to judge when you're obviously going to be bigger, faster than than the team you're playing in Middle Tennessee. But I thought he impressed me a ton in that football game, which was a good sign for them. Uh, but Jalen Jalen did what he needed to do. He ran the ball effectively. I thought he threw with actually some pretty good touch and, and anticipation. Um, I just want to see him in a big game if it truly he got over the the issues that we saw him sparingly last year and what we saw in the spring game of throwing interceptions. 
I just, that's going to get you beat again, fast. And my only, my only, and I, what a weird world that here I am uh, in Alabama. But my only argument would be that Nick Saban would never hand the starting job over to the guy that's going to turn the ball over consistently. Mm. And, and, and if they truly just don't have a guy, yeah, no, yeah, no I know. And if that, that's what I'm saying. That, if, that's, if that is it, then that, that's kind of crazy. But but maybe yeah. you were probably right. Uh, all right, so so after watching both tape of Bama and Texas, Air Murray is telling you he's taking the Texas money line. In fact, he's doubling up. He's going spread and money line. Uh, well, I think they're okay. definitely going to keep it within a touchdown. The, I, I think they're going to win, but I feel really confident they'll keep it within a touchdown. It's still on the road. It's still Alabama. So take that. But I, I, I do yeah. like if no, no, I will tell people, point. I would tell people to take the seven and a half. I'm not telling you to take the money line. I am because, you know, I'm I'm a Texas boy this year. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it until they prove me wrong. But I do think they're good well, enough to keep it within seven and a half. No, that's a good point because like you have a lot of uh, kind of previous evidence from which to draw about Texas going on the road and winning big games. Let's say there's there was. um. <laughs> Hold no, I'm uh, sorry, y'all. I'm a little hungover. Uh, Hold on, no, no. There was, there was that. Uh, mm. When was it? Yeah, that game. Yeah, there that was one. that. Yeah, oh wait, no, it never about. happened, Aaron. Uh, okay, finally, give me. Sorry, Brum's telling me to hurry up. Uh, give me. Give me Brum, you want to college football, bro? What do you want me to do? Yeah. Give me. Uh, give me. Give me a quick JJ McCarthy tape breakdown. Woo! JJ, look good. I I texted our our Mr. Buttman last night, Jake Butt. I'm like, where the hell was this last year? Hell I know yeah. we saw a little bit at the end of the season, yeah. but not like this. He looked like a different quarterback throwing the football. Okay. Uh, dagger routes. He ripped a corner about 30 yards on a rope. I'm like, I didn't know he had that in him. Like, we need to test this dude for some PEDs because, like, he he looks like he gained about 10 miles per hour on that fastball this offseason. Well, you know, he was. I was. Like I was shocked here or whatever. I don't know. Was he 19 years old? I like he's so. at that age, dude. I thought Jake made a good comment. I mean, I mean, sorry, Jake, if you don't want me saying this or not, but I'm going to say it anyways, because I think it's good. Yeah. His limits were last year were self-imposed. Imagine if you went to a game knowing you were going to hand it off 30 times and only throw it 14. They mm. finally let him eat. Mm. He was Let eating JJ last cook. night. McCook he was eat. cooking. He was cooking. And once again, like, I know people so, are going to be like, like Alabama played a crappy team. Texas yeah. played a crappy team. Michigan played a crappy team. I get it. But what, when you, when you look, sit down and watch play by play and see how someone has progressed from a year before, you can just tell he got better throwing the football. His arm strength improved from last year. He could, I don't care who Michigan was playing last season, he wasn't making that type of throw. And he did it over and over and over. Dagger routes, corner routes, post routes, go balls. Uh, I was blown away by J.J. McCarthy. Blown away. Absolutely blown away uh, by what he did in that football game. Should give Michigan fans a lot of confidence that you're going to win that game versus Ohio State. And uh, you're probably going to win that first round playoff game. And then it's, you know, can you finally win that natty? Against two. Not Georgia. Not after what we saw Saturday. Uh, um, all right. Uh, best quarterback out of those three that you saw this weekend? JJ. Okay. There you go. Shout out Michigan JJ. fans. All right. That'll do it for today's snaps. Oh, so much fun, dude. Week one. Absolutely love it. Mm, football. We're talking football two. finally. Football, baby. Oh, by the way, a couple things to housekeep here. Uh, shout out everybody who joined us this weekend. Awesome weekend for the boys. <laughs> 
Uh, we're trying to hit 4K on YouTube by the end of the week. So please. 5K please, by end of the week. Uh, 5K by the end of the week. YouTube.com slash at volume snaps. Go subscribe. Also, we're nearing 100 reviews on Apple. So if you're on Apple, hit that review button. I got to check Spotify. That's on me. I apologize. But yeah, uh, and then download AMP, you know, so you can listen to us live every day. We are doing a time change too. We're going to start being 1 Eastern, noon Central there ish. Uh, for the most part. And as always, you just get it all on demand. A huge thank you to uh, everyone at The Volume. A huge thank you to Pat Gunther, Ryan Brumley, Danny Cardenas, Chris Tran, Adam Gracia. Um, thank you, Aaron Murray. Thank you, football. And uh, most of all, thank all of you who hang out and, you know, listen to us and hang out with us, man. It's a ton of fun and we can't wait to do more of it. Aaron's coming to Baton Rouge this week. You can't wait. All right, Aaron. I'll see you later, man. Y'all take it easy. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Snaps. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.